Hello, welcome to another episode of the Cool Tools uh, Show and Tell. And um, this week we have a special guest who's a returning guest. Um, and I'd like to welcome Kern Kelly. So Kern, would you like to introduce yourself to our audience again? Sure. Thank you. Uh, so Kern Kelly here. I work at RSU 19 in Central Maine. I'm a technology integrator there. Um, I also work with the Maine Department of Education, um, and I bring students uh, uh, around the country and around the state to do professional development. Yeah. And in your course of your work, you get to, to work with a lot of cool tools. And I know that you yes. have a whole bunch that we didn't get to last time. So tell us about one of your favorite tools these days. Yeah, this is one of my funnest part of my jobs is I get to play with all these kind of cool tools and, uh, you know, use them with students and see how they'll like to use them and what they can do with them. And so one thing that we do, I mentioned last time we were on, uh, Kevin, about uh, the 3D printing that we do. So we do a lot of 3D printing in our school. Every student in our district goes through a process where they learn how to design and print and all that kind of stuff. Um, and one of the things that we really focus on is getting it so that tolerances matter. Um, so some of the things about the, the, the smaller 3D prints, um, that they're fun and they're, they're, you can make cool items with them, but sometimes like the actual, you know, the, the details of them aren't as, as strict as they could be. And so one thing, a tool that we recently got, and this was a, as a grant from the Perloff Foundation, so very thankful to them. Uh, this is the Airworks um, uh, rocket, and they actually have a new version of this, but this is the one originally. Um, let's see if you guys can see that okay. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. And so let me just take a moment to describe it for the benefit of those who are just listening. Yeah, um, so this um, connects uh, to uh, with a little compressor, and this is little... an off-the-shelf compressor you can get. Okay, you have a little platform made of plywood, yep. about a foot wide, and on that platform is some other um, pl a plywood jig, and there seems to be a tube with a rocket, a small model rocket at the end, and then there's um, another tube leading from some kind of a gizmo about the size of a soy bottle, soy sauce bottle, um, and... Um, with some tubing and so there's there's a little setup of some pneumatic stuff a little model rocket a little platform yeah that's exactly right and so the real the magic here isn't so much the tube but it's more this little like you said the soy bottle size kind of uh, pneumatic uh, button here and what's going on is this is the equivalent of the old stomp rockets if you remember you know as a kid you would put a tube in there, you put a little bottle on the top and you jump on them and they kind of go, you know, maybe five, maybe 10 feet if you're lucky um, in the air. This is the equivalent of that, but with a compressor much, much farther, you know, hundreds okay. of feet in the air. Right, so, so the, um, the, old, and, the, old, the old model was uh, air powered. You, you would basically pressurize some air and it would propel the rocket into the air without any kind of chemical fuel. And now you're gonna right. up it by increasing the pressure and the volume in the air that's stored with a with a like a, a mechanical electric compressor an air compressor of some sort that's exactly right normally can you increase it as far as the you know the amount you can do it you could also be more specific of how much you know psi exactly like if you're doing 50 psi or 60 or 70 or whatever it is and so when we have our high school kids do the calculations of you know what types of designs of rockets they think work the best or which ones don't work the best um, they're able to you know, a little bit more, you know, concretely decide, uh, uh, you know, how, what's the angle that they are launching at, what's the PSI that they're launching at, um, all these type of things to help them calculate exactly what they need. Right. And so are the um, little model rockets that 
the flyer, are they kind of a standard thing or do they also get to build their own and make variations in those as well? That's exactly right. We give them this one file. So this file is a little tube. Um, it's not very big, but it's the exact dimensions. It's about I don't know, a little, a little smaller than a quarter uh, in in uh, diameter, um, but that will fit exactly on this tube. So this is the one file that we give the students from here, and then they build the rest of it from this. And and you say build? Are they building it like three D printing, or are they building with anything they want? That's exactly right. They're 3D printing. They're building a Tinkercad. So they're taking this one file. They're adding fins to it. Um, some of our younger students go a little nuts. Um, uh -huh. They've got like as many fins as they could fit physically fit on there. Um, so this one doesn't fly very well, but it was fun for them to try right. it. And, and it's only about, I don't know, two inches tall and it has like, you know, a dozen fins on it. So it didn't actually work very well, right. uh, like but they want to try it. And so we were right. able to fit that on. They launch it. It kind of, you know, falls down. Different than some of the longer and taller uh, rockets that we have. These work really well. And I don't know if you guys can see it on the video, but there's actually dirt on the end because when it lands, when it hits on the ground, we can see exactly how far uh, it made it from the launch pad. Right. So that's a that's a little tiny, typical, stereotypical rocket shape uh, of a long tube with four fins on the side and it's about a foot long. Yep. And kids will try different designs. Like this one has three fins because they thought it looked cool. Didn't work as well, <laughs> but they thought that this would actually fly better because it looks, I don't know, I had three fins rather than four. And again, we tried it um, and it wasn't as good as the one with four fins for stability and so forth. Right. And so part of this is also them, as you're <clears throat> introducing, it was also learning how to do um, high resolution 3D printing as well. Absolutely. Um, that's exactly right. And so we, you know, for us to have something that students can iterate on quickly, 3D printed out, so they're doing the entire design, right. and it's something that the results of their calculations will actually matter. And so, the better you you know you take the time and energy to make a better uh, a rocket, maybe these are thinner fins or they're spaced differently or whatever it is, the better quality of your launch is going to be. And so, it's really it was really hard to find something. And like I said, I, I credit the Perlos for coming up with this, uh, connecting us with this company that makes them, so that we would be able to yes, kids are 3D printing these things. Yes, we're going to launch them. Yes, we can actually do the calculations, see what works best, and iterating that very quickly and um just so that i'm clear what is the actual tool that you are suggesting here this yeah the tool is this unit right here it's it's the air work uh, air rocket works i think they call it the car i don't know sort of the terminology of it but um this is the the, the thing that you're able to buy it's like 120 dollars um as a unit this um was extra the compressor was a, a separate a separate tool a separate buy but uh -huh. you can use pretty much any compressor that fits uh, a regular uh, you know, like a bicycle tire kind of spout uh, end to it. Um, that just connects right here. Uh, this is all battery operated, the one we have here. So that, that's helpful because we out in the field. Um, you actually go to the football field typically, and that gives us markers for every 10 yards. And we use our tape measure to see exactly where they landed. And um, and you're, the, you, you're using, you, you held up a little, is it battery powered um, air compressor? Yep. It's like a DeWalt from the color, but I can't, I can't tell. Yeah, exactly. This has a little battery in the back. Uh, this yeah. last, we've Before never run out of this. juice, you know, out and trying it. And um, uh, is, is that a particular model that you like or recommend? This is Astro AI. This is the one that they recommended on the site. I don't think it specifically matters. You have to have this brand, um, but this one's worked really well. I, I have no complaints about it whatsoever. What kind um, of batteries but, does it take? Like a, that? What, what kind of batteries? Oh, the batteries, yeah. These are, um, I think they're, yeah, they're uh, lithium ion. I think they're probably 18 volt or 12 volt. But I mean, um, what, what, um, 
what brand of um is it like a dewalt uh, oh gotcha what brand of battery this comes with it it's all one unit oh, okay so it's just part of the part of the unit right. yeah and um um so so this is sold as as a kit meaning that you assemble it together it comes in little parts is the, the 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 crucial air valve that you are stamp is that also come or do you have to 3d print that as well no great question this comes with it as one unit however i've looked on their site since and they actually show you they give you the files if you did want to 3d print this you could okay. uh, with the extra parts of it um right. we didn't we got this as a kit but you could they, they they're really good about the, the the guys that are making these um i believe they worked or they wrote for make magazine but they were fantastically uh helpful as far as giving lessons for the students and kind of giving ideas giving worksheets for you know physics right. class that kind of stuff so they're really helpful that way so it looks like you could actually um, just put that together yourself if you had enough yeah. instructions. Yep. I mean, the whole thing, the whole kit. Yeah, I, I, I would guess so. There is, I will say this, this part of the end is um, is actually branded. It has there on it. So I don't know if this is a unique thing that they custom built. Okay. Um, I don't know if the entire thing is like you know, off-the-shelf parts, um, but this one is labeled uh, with Airwork. So I don't know if that's something they ordered directly from you know China or something. Okay, all right. Alrighty. Okay. Well, thank you. So this this is an educational kit that um, is useful with um, students to, to explore physics in a real hands-on way. And um, thank you for that, Kern. So what's another um, what's another tool that you like to use? So our next tool. Now we talked about a little bit of rocketry. There is a, an aeronautics theme to to the tools today, just because um, I just kind of bind them together. I thought it was kind of a fun. Way to kind of share a bunch of different kind of eclectic things. So this was our our rocketry using 3D printing, and next up is an actual 3D printer, and this is a belt printer. A belt printer. Okay, so you're rolling into view right now of a, a a 3D printer that's sitting on top of a cart, and the 3D printer has a pretty big base. But what's interesting is that it's not a usual cube; it's more of like a triangle or I wouldn't what do you call it a delta there's a delta shape to it um with a large conveyor belt coming out of it <laughs> so this one of the limitations as you know with 3d printing typically like standard ones is their platform how big the platform is that that dictates what your size is is what you can make um and so with a belt printer your z-axis is basically infinite as long as you have physical space in your room you could keep printing things out you know, X and Y are limited by the size of your actual belt printer. Right. Um, but so, so I, I guess also you have to, um, if you could imagine something being printed on a little tiny um, one a foot square one area, and then it goes out, you have to make sure that that foot area does not move, um, even right. even as it's sort of peeling off, as it's being pushed out along the conveyor belt. So that's the tricky thing I would imagine. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why we have this. This is an add-on, but it's a little kind of rolling wheel. Uh, you know, think of assembly line. Yeah. So these will kind of roll off as it gets longer and longer. And you're, you're as an example, showing um, it looks like a meter-long um, battleship. And, yeah, so um, we have one of our history teachers, uh, Mr. Hanish, he teaches uh, naval warfare and they do simulations in class. And so they actually go to the gym and they'll have exact replicas of 
actual historical, you know, uh, uh, ships. You know, this is the USS Iowa or the, you know, the Missouri or whatever. And each of them only can move so far, so many feet or so many inches in a turn. And they can only shoot so far in a turn and that kind of stuff. And so initially, uh, I think we have a slide up there. It was like little, you know, little 3D printed ones that were pretty small. And so we started making a lot bigger size version of these. that You could take the entire gym to do a naval battle. Right. That's really, really cool. So um, now we're seeing a little bit of video of a time time lapse of this being printed or something like it being printed. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's quite marvelous because um, uh, it's printing in one spot and the bed is moving under it. And as you said, it, it keeps going in the, um, in, in, in the one direction. Yeah, it's very, we're very fortunate as far as not only can you do long things, obviously. Um, I have to talk a lot of my students down from just doing swords. They all want swords because that's, <laughs> who doesn't, right? Like a fun, you know, Zelda sword or something. Right. Um, but the other thing we were able to do with this, and this is kind of one of the marketing things, it is as a mill. And what I mean by that is you can do the same thing many times. Uh. Uh, one of the biggest limitations of 3D printing in the classroom is if you have 20 students, if each print takes an hour, that's 20 hours. That's a that's a long commitment for, you know, you have to print and you take it off and put it on. And it just it's a it's a it's a bottleneck. And so if you're able to use this to print, let's say you're going to do five or 10 different items overnight, you could get them all programmed ahead of time and then print and come back the next day. And hopefully they're done or they're pretty close. Right. So so you can get fairly big things uh, uh, on that's a right. re repeating basis by just churning them out and pushing them over the cliff. So um so this, uh, tell me again the name of this and um, what we're talking about in terms of. Um... Yeah, this is the Creatality brand, uh, and it's the thirty is the 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 name. I think it's the thirty S or the thirty CR thirty. CR thirty, and yeah. it's called a three D print mill. Print mill, yeah. Z belt continuous printing. And wow. we do one of the, the items we do for our students. This is, uh, we call it a slam cube. It's one of the infinity cubes that you can kind of like, it's a little fidget toy. Um, but we give these away when we do our live events and my kids present at other schools. And so we have, a, we need a lot of them because we give them to a lot of students. And so we'll use this printer to print out, you know, dozens at a time and we can just leave them overnight and it'll just keep printing them out. And um, yeah, it, it I'm not familiar with that. Can can you just hold it up again? It looks yeah, like sure, it. sure. I don't like so a... this is a little infinity cube uh -huh. that keeps turning over. And if you want to hold the, uh, I don't know if you can see that, but it actually, yeah, you want to hold it up to the camera. Yeah. Um, it actually has the MLTI SLAM, and our SLAM stands for Student Leadership Ambassadors of Maine, and that's what the kids get uh, right. as prizes. Right. That doesn't. It's not in focus, but I'll try and describe oh, it. It's sorry. sort of like. Um, uh, it's a smaller version of Rubik's cube that doesn't yeah. just spin around, but it unfolds and folds in a kind of an infinite way where you are, you. It, I'd be happy to send you one. <laughs> well, well, I'm trying to describe it for the benefit of um, sure. listeners. And it's, uh, it kind of like, it folds in a very unusual way and it keeps folding and, un and unfolding in unusual ways. And that's 3D printed. Yeah. Okay. And so, so we, the issue with us and, is and, having and, so many of them. Yeah, and the Creely CR30, this this mill version, the continuous belt version, runs about $750. Yeah. It wouldn't be the first printer I'd buy if I've never bought a printer before, um, but it would be after I have, you know, 
standard printing, I'm kind of comfortable with it as a class or a school or a, or a student or whatever, uh, this is a great upgrade. Um, it does take, I just popped this off here. So this is regular filament. Um, one thing that happens is longer prints take days. It does, they do take a long time. Like this, this ship right here probably took, I want to say like five or six days. So it's a, obviously a long time. And so it has a sensor built into it. So if it runs out of filament, it will pause and you can replace it or, or add more and it will go again. And I've had really, really good luck with that. It hasn't been an issue as far as, you know, messing it up or losing a print halfway or that kind of thing. Yeah. Wow. That's a couple, many days printing. That's, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So, um, so Kern, okay. So that's, that's two. Tell me a third, a third tool that that you like. I to would suggest. love to move this out of the way. All right. So we're seeing a picture right now of the GoPro hero, which is your GoPro little action camera i think they call them so tell us about the gopro this, this yeah this... so uh, a lot of you know obviously people are pretty familiar with gopro as far as action cams that kind of stuff and keeping with our aeronautical theme uh, one of the projects we do uh, in conjunction with the university of maine um uh, our, our state university is we do high altitude balloon launches and so these are those hydrogen balloons that get blown up and they go 100,000 feet in the air. Um, we actually have, um, we do this, you know, every couple of years we, we connect with them and um, the camera that gets sent up is a, a, a Hero uh, GoPro camera. Um, we have many different versions of these, like we have more expensive ones and we have, you know, a little bit less expensive ones. Um, but these have been fantastic as far as their strength, as far as their quality. Um, they've gone underwater. Um, we have a little case for them. They can kind of go in a, a keep it keep it dry, that kind of thing. Um, but this has been a, a great, you know, and, and they're because they're newer versions now, the older versions that are a couple years, um, we're talking a couple hundred dollars, not thousands of dollars. So if something, if the worst happened, we haven't actually ever lost one. Um, but if ever, when something happened, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Um, and we're able to launch um, actual, you know, experiments with them and kind of go up in the sky. And uh, it's just a great fun project for the kids. We bring them back the footage um, and then we go cut it. And so it's actually something you can actually watch. So, um, so when you're holding up the camera, it is particularly small. It's a little cube. Yeah. Um, gee, I don't know how to describe it. inch and a half cube. It's like a yeah. it's like a ch yeah. children's toy block. The yeah. little square alphabet block. It's about that yeah. size. And um, when you're trying to use the camera, set it and whatnot, is there a screen on the back of that? Um, there is, and you can connect it to your phone like an app. I see. And so you can see the angle, um, and they've done enough of them, again, working with the University of Maine, where they have just the right kind of angle. They've, they've kind of built a structure for it that this mounts in, um, and then as it launches, it's, it's kind of taking that view that you saw. Right, uh, but I'm, I'm just thinking of someone else using it for other purposes. The, gotcha. way, the way you interact with it is not is through a phone, so it gotcha. has a Bluetooth connection, and I guess you use the phone to set the settings and to check the view and stuff like that. But it has a little micro SD card in. Yep, exactly right. We have a little micro SD card. I can pop it out here, but a little mini uh, SD card. Um, super strong. Like I said, we've never had an issue. We've had them go underwater. We've had them run into trees. Um, and you can um, see that, a little micro. So this is the, um, uh, the the particular one that you're suggesting here is is the most recent yeah. one. So the Hero series has a bunch of them. And, and again, what I would say is, um, depending on your cost, your budget for your, your what you're looking for, for these, we didn't want the latest ones that are that are hundreds of dollars, you know, up to you know $500 or so, mm -hmm. because if something happened, we didn't want to lose it. So this is actually a couple series old. This is the five. 
Yeah. Um, and it's, I think $200. And so, but it still works great. Like I, I have no complaints. And you can also, I think if I'm not mistaken, you can set the settings to do a time-lapse um, ver- uh, and, and not just real time. Is that right? What I didn't miss that. Time lapse, absolutely, yes. Yeah, our launches uh, with the University of Maine was about three hours from from rise yeah. to land, so that hasn't been an issue. But yeah, you could do a time lapse if you wanted to extend just the time. You know how long the battery would last for. Right, and um, uh, the, I had a couple questions about your high altitude thing. You you must also pair it with some kind of GPS tracking device. Yes. Again, that stuff, they absolutely do. That stuff, so this was from a um, science grant from the, the yep. Federal Science Foundation. Um, we, from my end, from the high school end, we're just supplying the experiments. And so we, we get a box about about uh, half the size of a bread box, I guess, uh-huh. um, that we can have to fill it with different things. Um, and then they take care of the GPS coordinates. They actually have trackers so that we can follow it throughout the day and yeah. see where it's geolocated throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah, I was just wondering if if they have GPS trackers that are about the same size these days and whether they're expensive. They, or... they are, yeah. And they're very loud. They put out a beeper on there, so it's a really loud beep so that as it's, you know, when it lands in the woods somewhere, yeah. they can go find it, basically. They can get close enough and, and hear it. Right. Um, we had our last one we did. We had our, our probably the world's tallest successful egg drop. Uh, they actually mounted uh, egg cartons the kids built around, on the outsides of the cases, and we had one that landed that did not break. I don't know how, uh, but uh-huh. from about 100,000 feet. Wow, wow. Okay. So um, you also sent a link to the high-altitude ballooning experiments. Um, and yeah. if people want to know more about that for their own school. Um, okay, so... Um, Lastly, um, your besides the camera, the Go Action camera, which you can use in many, many ways. What else are you suggesting? I can hear that one. He's asking what the next one. Is. Oh, next tool. So our last tool in the aeronautic kind of theme here is a drone, right? That's kind of a lot popular now. A lot of people know the drone. So this one specifically is the Mavic Three Pro. So this is the kind of the latest and greatest one that just came out. Uh, we have a drone program here also at the school. And so our kids get certified, recreationally certified, who want to go through the program. Uh, we've had a couple go through to become commercially certified if they take the test and do all the training and, and so forth. Um, but this is the, the latest one, and it's, and it's a fantastic machine. It's expensive. It's a few mm-hmm. thousand dollars. Um, but as far as the quality of the video, as far as the, the sensors around it to, to protect it from going up and down and sideways in all the different ways, um, it's really, really amazing. Um, One of the use cases that we use for it. uh, Let me just describe it again for those who can see it. So it looks like it looks in appearances to be about the size and shape of a typical, what you would expect a drone these days, you know, a a recreational drone to look like. It's, uh, you know, half a meter or less in in, in its dimensions. And it's a quadrocopter with... um, with a gimbal and a camera on it. So that so outwardly, it looks pretty typical. So what's special about it? One of the biggest things is the camera system. So I don't know if you can see this in a video, but there's actually three cameras on the, on, the, on the gimbal, and they do different optical zoom. So there's a regular 1x zoom, there's a 3x zoom, and a 7x zoom. And it's not just a digital zoom, which, you know, is a relative value, um, but it's optical, which means that we can get 
very, very far away and zoom in on things that you wouldn't be able to get close enough. Um, I'll give you a for instance. We have um, a heron's nest that's near our school. And one of the projects that kids work on every year is they track um, how many babies uh, come from the heron's nest um, every year. That they, 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 you know, they can try to go up and figure out how many and they track the, the actual herons. And, and we work with the uh, Maine State Wildlife uh, Organization. And so one of the issues has always been they've asked before about us getting footage or pictures from above with a drone. And of course, if we get too close, it's too loud and it bothers the birds and we don't want to do that. Now with this machine, with, with the 7X Zoom, we'll be able to be far enough away that they won't be able to hear us, but we're close enough to be able to see um, what's going on in the nest. Wow. Um, so you, so is there, can you translate the Zoom into sort of um, an, an, an analogies with with a camera that people might might appreciate like yeah um that's a great i don't know the exact numbers as far as like a regular kind of digital yeah. slr camera that kind of thing um it's 7x like i said we're able to do uh boy uh, probably half a mile away i mean we can get it's, it's an amazing zoom all right so 7x okay that's at least something and you say there's three cameras so one's yep. one is 7x what are the other two one is 3x and one is 1x and so okay. you can seamlessly roll between them. If you want to zoom in and zoom out, you wouldn't know the difference. Like you're not jumping from one to the other. Oh, I see. Okay. I thought, I thought um, when you're saying three cameras, that there were three cameras that were pointed in different directions to, gotcha. but, but you're, they're all pointing in the same direction and they're kind of a seamless um, zoom between them. That's right. Yeah. Um, and uh, other, and, and that, is that something that you also, um, uh, navigate and control with your phone or does it have a dedicated um ah, great question control? so this one has a dedicated controller that you get with it and all the, the the drones we've had before so we also have the minis which are the smaller versions the younger brother yep. of the same same exact kind of uh, drone um, the biggest difference with those is the weight so these are 249 grams and the reason why that's important is if you're under 250 grams you don't have to register it so there's right. a specific limit there legally. Um, and so we have our kids use all these. The problem with these type of drones is you do have to have a device that goes with it. And so we typically have an iPod Touch that we keep with the drone itself, which is great, except for now the iPod Touches are no longer being created. They're no longer uh, being made. So having its own controller with the, the, the Mavic 3 Pro is fantastic because that way we don't have to worry about that. It can just stay right with the machine. Okay. Um, cause I have a DJI that I use my own phone for just, just my regular phone. Yeah. Um, we have a situation like we have kids will share basically hand right, from one right. to the next one. So we have, so it's, it's hard to have a phone. Like this doesn't work for us. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. okay. The it's, other thing that's worth mentioning about, about this device is, um, it has a 43 minute battery life as far as flying time. Now, of course that's dependent on wind and temperature, that kind of stuff, but that's, that's crazy. 40 minutes up in the air. That's amazing. Um, and the sensors for it, I don't know if you can see them on the back here, they're all the way around it. So you can actually switch camera views and see anywhere around it. So if you're flying, let's say, for example, you're flying around trees. And so you may have some above you or behind you or whatever. You can switch the view to see, oh, yeah, I'm too close to that or, or whatever. Um, so that's also very useful. And you say they're sensing uh, like a collision avoidance exactly. sensing. And what does it do? Yeah. Does it like not go and then you have to override it if you want to or that this doesn't go at all 
That's exactly right. There's a setting on here. There's normal mode and there's sport mode. Yeah. Normal mode means if it comes up to a wall or a tree, trees are a little bit tricky because they're not perfectly solid, obviously. Yeah. But let's say it comes up to a wall, it will just stop. Like it's not going to fly into it. Yeah. When you put it in sport mode, you're saying, no, no, I, I got this. So you can just do whatever you want, more or less. And right, so right. my students are never allowed to put it in sport mode, ever. <laughs> <laughs> and how much does it cost, speaking of that? So it's like... Uh, I would recommend, so it's two grand for the for the drone, yeah. but these batteries, um, you can get the, what's called the Fly More Bundle, um, and that basically means that you get extra batteries that you can just swap out as any charge. So I would actually recommend getting that, and that's closer, a little bit higher. I think it's like three, three grand or a little bit under that. Okay. All right. Then, And this is the professional version of... Um, that's right. I'm sure they're using it to film commercials probably by now. Um, well, this has really been... Fantastic, Curran. Thank you for this update um, of, of a lot of stuff that high schools and education, maybe universities would really would really benefit from. Did you want to say anything more about um, something you wanted to share with our audience? Sure. I'll share the same thing I shared last time, just because I kind of what I'm passionate about recently, what I've been working on uh, this last year, last two years is um, I have a group of students that we provide weekly tech help show um, on Thursdays. Uh, we go live with students from around the state of Maine, um, but we broadcast all of the shows afterward uh, at slamshow.org. Um, as I mentioned earlier, SLAM stands for Student Leadership Ambassadors of Maine. And what they do is we, uh, my students provide training or PD or, or uh, like tutorials about tools, not so much hardware like we did today, more software focused. So free web-based tools that anybody would be able to use to do lessons, to do uh, to create content, to create you know uh, media. And so the idea is my students learn by teaching. And of course, everybody hopefully learns by viewing them and kind of reaping the benefit of that. Okay. Well, thank you. That was well said. I appreciate your enthusiasm and passion, and particularly in this kind of STEM world of um, getting kids interested in these things which are more and more important in our lives. So thank you for that. Um, and until next time. We'll... Yes. <laughs> I'm sure I'll see you again. <laughs> yes, we appreciate it. Can't wait. Okay. Thank you. This year, our Cool Tools blog will be 20 years old which means we've been posting something new every day for 20 years. It's only possible because of the very engaged and knowledgeable readers and listeners like yourself. You've kept this place going, and we are very grateful for you. With this idea of 20 years in mind, um, we decided to try an experiment this year, and I'm inviting our guests and listeners to join me on our Cool Tool Show and Tell, which is the program that you're listening to right now. So if you feel you'd make a good guest on this podcast and have four uncommon tools that you'd like to share with us, um, please sign up on our form on the website and we'll see about inviting you. You must be comfortable taking all, talking on a video and um, you need to have some tools that you can show. Um, we record on, as you know, on Zoom. We do a YouTube version, a visual video version of it, as well as an audible version. Fill out the form if you're interested and um, list your four, four cool tools, and we'll see if there's a good fit. The applications aren't guaranteed in any way, um, and we're looking at 
tools that are new to us and appropriate tools and um, whether the times will work for you. So um, we're really interested in hearing from people all over the world, not just in the U.S., although the tools have to be available online, easily available online. And um, if you are a longtime listener, you kind of know what the definition of our tools are. They're very broad. They can be anything that's handy, from something in the kitchen to something used to travel to a workshop to something professional that we may not know about. We're really interested in things that we don't know anything about. So um, this is an open invitation. We'll give it a try. If you think you make a good guess for this podcast, um, fill out the form. There'll be a link somewhere on our website. Um, and we look forward to, to chatting with you. Thank you. <laughs>